Welcome to War and Beast, the podcast that remembers the story of a boy and his dog. I'm Greg. I am Emily. I'm Jordan. Here's my take on the episode. It's all we've got. Let's make the best of it. <laughs> I'm Kendall. <laughs> and I'm Casey. Yes, that's right. We've got Casey back to help us review this episode, Season 2, Episode 9, Spark War Part 3, The Siege. Uh, interesting episode. We'll get into it. Um, I'm not sure how, I'm not sure how it is in comparison to last week, but we'll, we'll get to that. But, uh, it's less horny. Eh, eh, <laughs> I mean, it just depends on what you're into. Yeah. I don't remember what happened last week that was horny. Rat trap. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Was that really last week? I feel yes, like, it was. feels like yeah, it so feels much so longer. Long you sure that wasn't yeah. part one? No, that was part two. I literally, the episode literally just came out. I listened to it today. (laughs) Okay, crazy. Look, I, I'll, I'll take it. We all wish it was so far, so far away. (laughs) You don't want to remember the rat trap being a horny boy. I mean, I, I liked that scene. I wish it was like a, I was a better, yeah, it was better timed. Yeah, no, you're right. It was. Cause I remember I actually listened to part of the episode cause I was curious as to whether or not Greg would include my, my little musical cue at the end. Um, I even had a note in the episode notes about it. Now, now what, what, what people, what listeners didn't get was in the original recording that I sent, uh, Greg, I let a big sigh out before I started playing. <laughs> Because that's kind of how I felt at the end of that, at the end of last week's episode. Um, So uh, October 7th, 2000 was when this episode came out. It was a Saturday. And uh, I thought I was using the one of the same websites that I always use, but this is a completely different website. Um, And the historical event that it has is last ever competitive soccer match at Wembley Stadium, England. England defeated 1-0 by Germany. England defeated 1-0 by Germany. What? October 7th, 2000. Yes. It says here the air date was April 5th. Um, uh, I have weird. Let me make sure. Cause last week's episode was, yeah. Uh, IMDB says aired seven, October, 2000. Oh, that's not what the TF wiki says. Wow. Well, I, what are we going off it's of a that? It's mystery. Different universes interacting with each other. I'm going to say, that's also the episode from last week, apparently, came out on March 29th. Well, you know what? Maybe it did in some alternate universe where maybe we <laughs> talked about, like, Animorphs or, you know, something Goosebumps. else like Goosebumps. Okay, so, Goosebumps. so may, was it originally aired in Canada at a different date? Because the that release date is. I thought we saw it on USA, like we guys did, but maybe. Uh, yeah. Cause... Oh, yep, yep. I can confirm. Fifth of April, Canada. Seventh of October, 
USA. That's what okay, IMDb okay. says. Well, I was just wondering why there yeah. was like such a big difference. So, so in other words, so so this episode aired for all intents and purposes. This episode aired on October seventh, two thousand. Oh shit! <laughs> Nobody cares about Canada. <laughs> I, I look, look. This is my segment. <laughs> <laughs> if no, for some reason fine. Greg took over the segment, he could tell he could talk about the Canadian date. Um, okay. okay, fine. Uh, some maple leaves were around, and there was some syrup and um, you, uh, bread you. and hockey. Probably, probably somebody played hockey. That's also what happened on April fifth, two thousand in Canada. Um, you guys had a prime minister. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, you have weird shaped bacon. Um, no, we don't. We have normal fucking bacon. <laughs> you guys just call back bacon Canadian bacon for some stupid ass reason. Back <laughs> bacon? <laughs> What's it called? What do you guys call it there? It's called back bacon. I yep. Okay. It's not. It's not fucking. It's not. We don't call it Canadian bacon. So it is, but it is a Canadian dish. Good. It is a Canadian dish, which is a type of bacon. Why wouldn't it are be? You sure to, are you sure you don't just call it here bacon? Because you're, you're <laughs> no, no, we call it back bacon because what it is, and then we have other bacon that's better, and we like a lot. I hardly <laughs> ever have. I don't. I can't. I can't remember ever having back bacon. To be to be okay. honest, okay. To be top? to be fair, Canada is better because we have two types of bacon. Look, well, we have Canadian bacon, bacon an overrated and food fad. We have Canadian bacon and regular else. bacon. And turkey bacon, and thick cut bacon, and thin cut bacon, and low sodium bacon. Everywhere is terrible. Bacon bits. <laughs> and applewood bacon, maplewood bacon. Bacon bites, the, 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 the dogs like. Bacon no, that's bacon strips. Bacon strips, that's right. Um, that's not bacon, specifically says in the commercial. Hickory smoked bacon. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Yeah, um, I was gonna say we're digressing here. This is not the bacon hour. So, <laughs> is it not? Fuck, what did I sign up? Golden hour. Anyway, anyway, uh, that's, um, that's on Hippo. So there's no trivia. That's not there's, there's no trivia in uh, this episode of Beast Machines on IMDb. But what a shock! It is the highest rated episode on IMDb really? at an eight point seven out of ten. Interesting. Ah. Hmm. Wait. Is it because of the ending? Are people happy about the ending? <laughs> I can imagine people spitefully doing that. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any reviews. <laughs> yeah, there's no. There's no review. There's no written reviews. There's no. Just, just votes. The thing is. The thing is. It has been rated by twelve people. <laughs> so yeah, six people gave it a ten. Two people gave it a nine. One gave it an eight, one gave it a seven, one gave it a six, and one gave it a five. What the fuck are these people giving it tens? I mean, who who goes on? Well, let's, um, so. Ten out of ten. And, okay, so only one of them was a female. A human female? Um, <laughs> wait. Okay, so apparently two of them must have been non-binary because it says... One female, nine males, 12 total. So, huh. Huh. <laughs> but the one female is the one that gave it a five. <laughs> well, this is fun. Women have the best taste. Looking at the demographics, <laughs> I do not disagree. Yeah. This is a pretty, this was a pretty, uh, I, you know, like I said, it's all we got. <laughs> it's better than the last two episodes. Yeah, and I was kind of this middling. It's like, whatever. It was, it was fine, I guess. Middling, like a five would be. 
Yeah. So was that all you had there? That's Kendall, all. Or? That's all I have. Uh, okay. Jordan, take over. <laughs> all right. So there's actually just one animation and technical error marked here, where it says Blackfire pulls an impressive stunt when attacking the artillery drones. She shum- somersaults forward, but her right leg spins backwards, clipping through her entire body. I did not notice that. I'm gonna have to I watch for that there. now. Uh, then we got some continuity errors. Uh, when Rattrap, Optimus, and Cheetah reach the top of the elevator in the Oracle's chamber, the Oracle's portal-like structure is shown in the background to be active with a starry display for the third time this season. Basically, they seem to be assuming that since the Oracle's now, you know, in Optimus, that there shouldn't be anything in that portal, but I'm still not 100% sure if that's the case. Mm. I'm going to chalk it up to them being lazy because I don't have that much faith in them. <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, the techno-organic Mexico sparks are depicted in their usual light blue when in relation, Revelations Part 2 Descent established they have unique colors. Oh, yeah, that's right. So the yeah. whole thing is that they're all weird color-coded Power Rangers in this one. Who is the Power Rangers in this one? They, they all have their unique colors for their sparks. The sparks. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like that in the whole series. Except what? for th- th- this one. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I. That's what we're saying. One? This one, they were yeah. all just yeah. blue. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. I got confused. And I then sorry, looking at my phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you get the munchies? No. <laughs> and why does Vegatron body have a manual control in the first place, or a control system at all? Good question. Casey <laughs> ever falls asleep and can't wake up, and they need to get him out of there. All right. So then, there's just one continuity note about uh, gadgets and powers where Cheetah can throw his swords like boomerangs. Yep. Yes, I was wondering what he was doing when he was throwing the swords <laughs> away. And then I, I figured. I assume yeah. that's what he was doing. I'm just like, man. Yeah, that he has the worst game ever. He was just he's like, I'm done. This sucks. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Yeah. I um, look like a weird old 90s 3D abomination. <laughs> uh, some tra- We got a Transformers reference that at one point Micatron says, let us all become one, which is, you know. Till all are one. Uh then we have some real-world reference, where Strike and Obsidian direct their troops through the NATO phonetic alphabet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she uses Epsilon and Gamma and Delta. She does then, use quite a bit. Wouldn't that just be the Greek alphabet? I think the NATO phonetic alphabet actually uses a few different things. Like, I don't think they use uh, Kai for, for C. They use Charlie. Yeah, Maybe and they do. use uh, India for I. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what the NATO I'm just saying, did they use any non-Greek Whiskey, ones? Whiskey, Tango, Foxtrot. I think she used Foxtrot. Oh, did they? Okay, in that case, Thanks. yes, that is Fanato phonetic. Probably. We'll have to. Yeah. We'll have to listen. Maybe. Maybe they just thought they were. Also, oh, fuck Tina Fey. <laughs> yeah. And then Ratchap at one point suggests pulling the Trojan horse trick on Megatron. And he's just so fucking full of himself. He thinks he's the hot shit for that one. I I was going to uh, pull the sound clip actually for that his Trojan horse thing, and then I realized he wasn't funny. Because <laughs> usually when Rat Trap does, funny at all. yeah, usually when Rat Trap goes into one of those things, I'm like, yeah, Rat Trap, this is the best part of the episode. And I was like, oh wait, nope. <laughs> and we have two trivia beats uh, or notes here. A copter drone shows a lot of motion as it pleads for its life. It's so scared. Yeah. And then finally, in spite of the numerous edited decisions to remove firearms and other examples of overt violence from Beast Machines, this episode features Megatron implicitly killing a whole ton of Maxwells by eating souls. Yeah. And we'll get into exactly what that means. Yummy, 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 I got souls in my tummy. Great. Anyways, that is all the, the notes we have from the TF Wiki. Okay. 
So getting into the meat and potatoes of the episode, uh, mm. obviously we start off with the last time on Beast Machines, uh, going over the uh, the previous episode. Uh, we do get, you know, the videos of Optimus with his visions and Cheetor and Silverbolt and the others in their battles. And then towards the end, we have the uh, Night Scream and Optimus finding the, the claw marks for Noble. And then, of course, Noble coming and saving Night Scream, which is going to play heavily into this episode, of course. And then, of course, there's also the, uh, oh, well, Megatron was downloading from my brain. I was getting information from his, which, anyway, not getting into that because of last episode, but. You've activated my trap card, Megatron. Yes. Um, so, opening up this episode, we've got Night Scream who's flying through uh, what appears to be the spaceport. Uh, we've got many, many drones that are moving around all over the area. Uh, Night Scream reports into Cheetor, uh, stating that there's a lot of stuff going on. Cheetor, of course, is thinking that they're gearing up for something big because they seem to be loading stuff onto the ship. Um, they wind up hiding at one point because there's a whole squadron of, like, I want to say a dozen or more drones that fly overhead, sort of. And it's weird, too, because they sort of, like, buzz the ground and then go up <laughs> like why would you have line. yeah but, sure there's nobody down there yeah, yeah. just just seemed a little weird but, just keeping an eye out yeah but uh we've got uh Stryka and obsidian who are you know commanding the drones from these sort of floating they almost look like skiffs from star wars like they they look like skiffs from like return of the jedi or something that's the the sort of thing that i got from it but oh, at first things, I thought you were talking about the like the flying Senate chairs. No, no, no. These were like the sort of like the yeah Jabba's barge, and they had the skiffs that were accompanying it when they were at the, the anyway. Senator from Cybertron has the floor. Yeah, but yes, um, which I found kind of odd considering Obsidian can fly anyway. Why does he need a floating platform? But. It he is what he it wants is. to push buttons. I mean, I mean, I mean, like floating platforms are just cool, you know. Like, why? I mean, like you I can, can fly yourself, or you can stand on a floating platform. It's I can cool. walk places, but I still drive a car. Oh, <laughs> I can you take the stairs, I but I still take an elevator. That's like chairs. a floating platform. Sonic's the fastest thing alive, but he still goes in a car and and Sega All Stars transform. Well, yeah, that's because it's to make it least. fair for the other racers. That's true, guys. <laughs> Nobody yeah. talks about that game. No, uh, people yeah, fucking do. love those games. I think Mike talks about it on TWA a few times. It is a regular topic of conversation on uh, the Giant Beast cast. Ugh. Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. A good game. Good game. Anyway. <laughs> Got transformed in the title. It's relevant. Mm. Exactly, the cars transform in a more in a mask sort of way than a transformer sort of way. Mm. Um, we do get a howl uh, as Obsidian and Stryka are talking, and they sort of hone in on the source of this howl, which turns out to be Noble. Who would have who, thought? Who is searching for Night Scream and comes upon the group who apparently was trying to do a super secret reconnaissance mission. And has now had their cover blown thanks to Doggo. Uh, so they've got a swarm of drones that come upon them, start to attack. And uh, Cheetor, of course, makes the observation, this is supposed to be a reconnaissance mission, not a battle. But that doesn't stop them from starting to kick butt. 
we get the uh, the aforementioned uh, Cheetor using his swords like boomerangs. Um, I found it actually a little weird that Noble transforms with the others. He wants to help. Want, yeah, his transformation just, yeah. sequence is so weird. He just yeah. bubbles up. Yeah, bubble. bubble. It's great. It's uh. It's gross. Yeah, it's it's well because he doesn't have he's not a robot at all. He's just it's just it's just it's just genetic transformation. Like it's organic. Like it's it's not like a pleasant. Yeah. No, he's not. It's more like a Except, were dragon. Yeah, yeah. It's more like a were dragon. <laughs> well, it's a werewolf well, turning into a were dragon. It's a, yeah, it's a dragon who got scratched by a wolf. <laughs> it's, no, he's a werewolf who got bitten by a radioactive dragon. Hmm. That's how it works. Yes. So the werewolf gained the proportionate street speed and strength of a dragon. So he's yeah, weaker. Anti <laughs> invented, invented lighter fluid to use. He's like he's like he's like the walrus guy. Oh, that guy. Listen, he can't, he can't breathe fire. He's actually using a specially made lighter fluid. Well, that's at least better than how they explained it in Grimm. Mm. Oh my God, Jordan! I just saw the 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 leg thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's flipping forward and the leg goes back, and it's like talking about black and acne. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that was a really weird sequence. That it's is yeah. an extremely well. weird sequence because you see her rolling forward and the leg just goes backwards, and like uh, she changes direction midair. It's weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that that leg was not supposed to bend that way. Well, sometimes weird legs happen. I mean, yeah. she's a robot spider girl, so. Yeah, yeah, but they don't normally go through the body. You don't know that. Are you a robot <laughs> spider girl? She doesn't have intangibility. That's not one you of her many. That. No, if she was Optimus <laughs> Prime, then she could have a new power every day. I, I think we've established that all characters in Beast Machines can have as many powers as they want. Yeah, like, I mean, later on in this, like, we, we've seen Cheetor, like, glide, but as he's just sort of flying, and it's so stupid. I mean, his, historically, Black Arachnia has had various things happen with her webbing. That had never happened before. True enough. Uh, speaking of, of bad powers, I forgot that Night Scream had shootout dentures, and it's the I worst. I mean, it's, it's it's like it's visually a bad power, but like mechanically, it's good. Oh no, mechanically, people. it's fine. But no, that's the worst. Also, and I hate it. But yeah, like they get into a big fight, and like eventually, they're like, "We got to get out of here," and um, <laughs> Night Scream runs up to uh, Noble and is like. No, but we gotta book it. But like, and no, I was watching us. Like, I, watch, I was watching us with Cassie, and she was like, "Did he? Did he just say no? But we gotta like." He's like, "No, but we gotta book." And she's like, "Did he just say no? But we gotta fuck." And I'm like, "What, Cassie? Go, <laughs> <What? laughs> no. boy, and his no. dog take it to no. the next horrible level." No, no, no. <laughs> we gotta do it right now in the middle of his combat. Right now. <laughs> it's our last chance. We're gonna die here. Yeah. Uh, it's on, like man. that scene in Dogma. <laughs> Get it? it Dogma? Uh, Watching uh, Luther uh, saying that made me laugh very hard. Uh, um, but uh, yes, the, the Maximals try and do... Oh, God. Now I've got the idea of, 
if a kid was watching this show when they were little, if they managed to get a hold of their grandfather's dentures and tie the string to it. <laughs> no, fuck off. Fuck off. I don't Look, know everybody, I have night screen. That's no, see, that wouldn't happen because no child has ever wanted to be knights. True. Someone who has to. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I will say that Night Scream does uh, illustrate here that he, once again, that he is the most powerful Maximal. I gotta yeah. say, I feel like one of the questions you got last week was meant for this week because of what happens at the end of the yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I, I, I was, I was watching. I was like, oh, that's the Gohan thing. Yeah, I get you. That makes sense, actually. Then he is like Gohan in that one instance. Yeah. No, he don't say that. Gohan's a good boy. I mean, it's very similar, is all I'm saying. And I'm like, oh. Krillin died. I'm gonna get real mad. I now. mean, okay. I mean, for the record, for the record, it is possible that not every character has an exact analog in every show. Yes, yeah, it's possible. No, actually, that's awesome. not how it works. That's, that's why you have. That's why we have to get questions about. Yeah, oh. no, you're right. You're right. Which golden girl is each of the Maximals? <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's Blanche? Is Blanche the, is Blanche the slutty one? <laughs> Yes. Which which family <laughs> member from the Munsters is each of them is each of the Predacons? <laughs> I think we're making fun of our listeners here. It's not very nice. <laughs> the worst thing is I'm trying to think of legitimate answers. <laughs> I I don't um, know. I've never seen an episode of the Golden Girls. I think hmm. I have. I've seen too many episodes of the it's, Golden Girls. Oh, I I don't know about Beast Machines or Beast Wars. I think Rhinox. No, Rhinox. <laughs> Rat traps Betty White, maybe. Okay, how does how does Rat each traps Betty White? <laughs> no, actually, That's the name I take of the episode. Rat traps Betty White. <laughs> I take that back. Cheetor is Betty White. Rat trap is the uh, is the B. angry Arthur? mom. Yeah, she's B. Arthur. <laughs> so he's B. Arthur. Yeah, Rat trap is B. Arthur. Cheetor is Betty White. I mean, listen, Optimus is of course the main old woman. No, no, no. The angry mom is like is B. Arthur's mom. Oh, Sophia? Oh. I never thought yeah. of Sophia as like angry. Rat Trap is Sophia, yes. How does the cast of War- of Home Improvement line up with Beast Wars? Anyway, let's move oh on. Oh my god. We're moving on, yes. <laughs> I well, so I, I literally said that because I thought nobody Allen. would be able to actually answer the question. Tim Allen because he wants more power. Ah, uh, but yes, the so the Maxwells it make is faith a, in machines. Uh, <laughs> the Maxwells make a getaway. Um, we we do get a moment where all of the drone, all the uh, like the the truck drones, sort of look at the manhole cover, like their heads sort of like dip down. They look almost sad for a second. Um, oh, we don't them. have hands. We yeah. can't go after them. <laughs> um. We do get a bit of a scene where Cheetor is talking to Night Scream about how Noble, you know, costs him the mission. Night Scream's like, well, it's not like I can control him. He just follows me. And Cheetor's like, control him or he's just fucking out of here. Yeah. Which this is a weird scene because, I mean, I know that there is a relationship between Night Scream and Noble, but it's like they skipped a page because, like, he's not. This is the first time we've really seen him as like a literally like a puppy dog following Night Scream around. Yeah, this yeah. is the first time we've seen it. Yeah, it feels like there need to be there need to be one more episode building this no. up. No, I'm not saying there. I'm not saying that. 
No, I don't don't get I me don't wrong. I'm not I'm saying just... I'm not saying we should have the episode. I'm just saying that if they wanted to do this story, they needed to do more of a build up. I'm not saying yeah, I want that to happen. Or or at least like at least like make it because I feel like at the end of the last episode, he still wasn't like he did. I don't remember how the episode ended, but <laughs> I think he did save the day or something. But like, degree, yeah. but then he like went off and left. Like it wasn't like he stayed with them. He could have been following them since then. Yeah. And then, and then, like, and the, it didn't have to be a whole episode. It just could have been he's been following on them since then, and then he's like shown up in a few scenes, just doing random stuff. But like, right? Or if he just like followed them off into the sunset or whatever at the end, the last ten seconds of last week's episode. I maybe yeah. that's what happened. I don't remember what happened in last week's episode. So I don't think that happened. I don't did, think there was did it happen? To noble being Ka- in this Casey, you you watched the episode today or something? Did you did, did no, that I happen? Listen to your episode. <laughs> you listened to our episode. Oh, <laughs> uh. did it end that way in our episode? <laughs> yeah, we described Honestly, the ending. I don't know because I had to skip part of it to get to the to the end part because I didn't have enough time before the podcast to listen to the whole thing. Okay. I'm gonna go back and listen to the rest of it later. Cool. <laughs> I, uh, but yes, so we we then have the the Maximals in the garden. Um, Optimus is trying to make plans for the retrieval of the Sparks. Uh, yes, we do get the the bad Trojan horse joke from Rat Trap. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like it just, Wait, there's no, hold on. There's no punchline. Yeah. Already... There's no punchline to the joke. Yeah, it's such a weird joke. He he just references. He's not a joke. He references the Trojan horse, and that's it. It's not a joke. That's like uh-huh. Big Bang Theory Reference level humor. of joke. Uh, I was going to say Ready Player One. That too. Ready Player One was thing. really good, you guys, just for the record. It was really good. It was a lot well, of fun. said that. No. <laughs> Have you guys seen it? Not yet. No. You should. It's good. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> fun action movie. Like, No, it just repulses me on so many levels. The idea behind uh. it? Anywho. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, moving on. Too straight for me. Um, we get the uh, yeah, the very bad Trojan horse joke. We then get Optimus, who uh, starts splitting up the team. Uh, so Silverbolt, Night Scream, and Cheetor are going to run Diversion. I guess we'll explain the Trojan horse joke. Is that he literally? The joke is that he literally just said the Trojan horse. Like he doesn't like. There's no punchline. There's no build up. He just says like, "What if we did the Trojan horse thing?" Yeah. Like he no, just, no, he he says, just lists oh, the plan. Oh, what if we like all gotten a horse and offered his well, That's what gift. I'm saying, though. Like, I, I'm saying like, and then I, we I'm not so many battle. words. I don't need to explain every single version of what he says, but it's like he just says like, "Let's do what the Trojan horse plan is." Like the exact plan. He lists off all the steps and then just kind of looks at them and he goes. What? There's no joke. It's like hey, I'm it's from just, New York. just said Trojan horse. And- it also it also doesn't work because like it doesn't make sense because it doesn't make sense. Like yeah, it's not like they're getting them drunk or whatever. Like I don't know. No, Megatron's only drunk on power. <sighs> And they're yeah. like, whoa, a horse, I'll take this. <laughs> Fucking love horses. Yeah, that's <laughs> the only organic thing I love. <laughs> no, no, we've established already the only organic thing that he loves is his rubber ducky. No, his, he converted rubber. his rubber ducky organic. into a drone. It's well, rubber. Rubber's synthetic, isn't it? Don't tell him that. 
It's like, don't you dare say that about my rubber ducky. But he doesn't like organics. Why would he? (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Hey, we could call it the Bronx horse because I'm from Brooklyn or something. Hey, rat trap. Space Brooklyn. Yes. Next to Space Australia. (laughs) Yep. We also get the uh, reintroduction of the uh, signal scrambling discs from last episode. That totally didn't work last time. Everybody's so mad that it didn't work. It's too bad they didn't work last time. Mm. Yeah. Isn't that right, Emily? I'm sure you're so mad that it didn't work last time. Yeah, I'm really upset about it. Yeah. Um, Of course. Nothing? Nobody? Sorry. I'm still pissed that they got so angry about it. You were just so mad last episode that they they thought they didn't work even though they did. Yeah, it's dumb, yeah. but it's like they they still think that, and it's I don't know. It's yeah, no, I, I get what you're. Yeah, it was it was good. It just I don't know. I didn't know how to go on from what you said, oh. except just get angry, and I don't feel like getting angry right now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you got that good that good MJ mellow, eh? Okay, so what happens next? Um, so. Yes, we, we get Rattrap uh, saying that the, the discs are new and improved with some additional features, as it turns out. Uh, doesn't really hint as to what they are, but he hands them out. He's like, pass them down. You know, take one, pass it down. Uh, so we've got, just as everybody's starting to go, Cheetor coughs to draw attention to uh, Night Scream and uh, Noble. And nice Bring attention takes the- to the giant Here, I've got the I've got the clip if you guys want to listen. This is a little bit of a longer clip, so just uh, just bear with me here. Yep. Buddy, get <laughs> You have to go, buddy. Please, buddy. Go. Get. <laughs> Yes, that is the very emotional scene from Airbud. But that's that like happened, basically though. what that's they're exactly what yeah. happened. Yeah, <laughs> that happened in Airbud. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, because he, he he has to give up Airbud, and he's all like, "Get out of here! I don't want you anymore." Because he really does, but he doesn't want the dog won't stop following him. Like, and he sad. gives him a he gives him a like a a pudding pack. I watched <laughs> the I watched the scene, and if I wasn't so heartless, it might have made me emotional. But was I was the end of Airbud. No, it wasn't yes, the end. Air, it was yes, actually, Airbud ends by the kid <laughs> by the kid abandoning the no. dog in a field. <laughs> it's not the, the yeah. The end is easy gets the dog, but like he thinks he has to give him up. It's what is on point in the movie. Like it's listen. I don't remember much of Airbud. <laughs> Honestly, if I was going to go with a sound clip, I would have gone with Harry and the Hendersons. I think what it is is I think what it is is that the. The dog was uh, like uh, he was part of like some kind of like a circus or something, or wasn't he owned by like an older man who wanted the dog back or something like yeah, that? Yeah, well, he was who like a, was like an asshole to him. Yeah, and yeah. and then once he found out that he had you know that he could do that he could play basketball, basketball. then he then yeah. he wanted then he wanted him back. He came after him and he had like legal right to it. So yeah. oh. so the kid so the kid is like. He's, he tells even in the scene he's like he's like I found you someone else will find you 
but if you stay with me, then they're going to come get you and we won't, you know, they'll take you away. Uh, you know, so. So Airbud is just a ripoff of the Charmander episode of Pokemon. <laughs> sure. <laughs> But yes, I mean, I mean that sad. that is true. That char- I I really thought it was an interesting when they were like, it doesn't. There's nothing in the rule book book that says that Pokemon can't play basketball. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love the idea of Charmander playing basketball. That'd be adorable. It would be <laughs> tiny little arms. I honestly just like how there Charmander, are times Charmander. when people will use will will just airbud airbud the rules. <laughs> Like so, I said, so I would go with the the Hendersons because, because honestly, that I multiple think situations. That, I honestly think that Noble is closer to being like a Bigfoot than he is like a dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can sort of see it. Yeah, he's he's air hairy is what we'll call him, or hairy bud. <laughs> uh, okay, so no, what happens next? It's not called <laughs> And also, yeah, I do want to... Because I, I, I didn't get the actual sound clip. I do want to let anyone yeah. who doesn't watch the show but listens to our podcast know that it was that scene, but like super half-assed. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. not like, cause like it, it's, it, it, it's very like easy and not like hard for him to do it. Like it's, it's kind of just an afterthought. Like, yeah, there is a bit of a whimper. There is like a bit of a dog whimper that comes out of noble as he starts to, to walk away. Like we don't have really to build up for this to really, you yeah. know, the build up to this, that they tended for it to actually be like affecting us at all because yeah. like, he just started following them, like just now, like yeah. two minutes ago. <laughs> um, so we then cut to back to the spaceport, and we've got a, a container ship that's being scanned by some drones and then flying towards the Grand Mall. We then go inside, and we've got Thrust, who comes into the main control room, and we see the the, the holographic Megatron's head. Uh, starts spinning and it's like there's a cyclone and then it sort of shrinks down and we literally see Megatron spark going to this little sort of glass container and it's just his spark now and it's like an orange colored spark floating around in the room and we then see a another transformer spark float up and then quite possibly one of the eeriest scenes that we may ever see in a Transformers show for kids, Megatron spark. We see like this tentacle shootout hit this spark and then just absorbs it, like essentially eats the spark. You ever seen like how astronauts in space eat like little balls of water that as they float, you know, poke with a straw and just sip it up? Yes. That's kind yeah. of like what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a bit unsettling, and to to say that Thrust is experiencing the same amount of you know kind of uneasiness, uh, yeah, uh, is sort of palpable on his face as uh, he's looking on, and then Megatron notices him, flies over, and is like, "Thrust, do you have something to report?" And uh, he's Don't like, "Well, yeah." Don't look at me when I fade. <laughs> <laughs> um. Thrust is like, well, we, we haven't ha- seen any activity in the Maximals. And Megatron's like, oh, they don't concern me anymore. And as he says that, he just sucks down two more sparks. Um, he's like, they can't stop me, ne- my my ascension now. And we're like, oh, okay, so this is the plan. Uh, some sort of planned ascension, I guess. Um, this is where we would have gotten a commercial break. Now, when we come back, we've got Night Scream and Silverbolt that are flying through the spaceport. 
sort of tagging along behind some drones as uh, they set off an explosion. The drone, <laughs> admittedly, these new drones, I, I, I'm, they're growing on me because their heads are so emotive. Like the their heads just pop up as soon as the the explosion happens, and it's like their eyes are so big that they almost look cute. Like the their head pops up, it almost looks like a turtle, and they're like looking around, wondering what the heck is going on as they as they turn and start heading in the direction of the explosion. It's it's weird, um, but yes, the the Maximals uh, engage the drones. Uh, so we've got Night Scream, Silverbolt, and Cheetor all, uh, you know attacking these drones uh silverbolt is using his feather his his like feather shurikens i guess you could say uh nice scream again uses his dentures and uh cheetor apparently now can fly not just glide and he can make the camera spin it's really weird how he just starts flying around with it. like the gliding was unbelievable enough but that's yeah. just even worse is it more or less believable than Knuckles gliding using his dreadlocks? It's less believable, because at least Knuckles is still just gliding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not his initial gliding, not his current situation. Hey, oh, okay, well, Knuckles is still better, because he is Knuckles. I mean, come on. I mean, unlike Sonic, he doesn't chuckle. He'd rather flex his muscles. His muscles. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, we get the, the remaining Maximals, who are in a different location in the spaceport, close to another container ship that's getting loaded. Uh, they Botanica sort of pops up from the ground. Optus puts one of, one of Rat Trap's chips on her arm. She transforms. She turns into uh, the Flatwoods monster. Mm. They, they head for the container, all get aboard, and uh, start flying up towards the Grand Mall. Um, one question I had... Why is it that nobody else transformed at this point? Why just Botanica? I don't know. Honestly, there's not even a reason for her to, because they're literally just both the same mode. They're just the same. Yeah. Like, it it was... She just loses a pair of arms. Yeah. (laughs) She can shoot lightning in that mode. It's all it is. Uh, Yeah, that's the only thing I can tell is that she can't do lightning in her beast mode. Thing. Just like a real Flatwoods monster, she shoots lightning from her hips. Yep. Shooting from the hips. Yeah. Oh, nice one, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, yes, the. Oh, sorry, my robe's on my drum. <laughs> God. So, we get a bit of. It almost seems uh, like, once again, the drones aren't able to detect the Maximals because we've got Cheetor and Nightstream who are flying. And they take a corner. The drones fly right past them. Uh, then a couple more drones are... They're lo- currently in beast mode, aren't they, anyways? Uh, Night Scream's in robot mode, but Cheetor is in beast mode. But Silverbolt is also in robot mode, and they can't detect him. We actually do hear their sensor say, no maximal signatures detected. And yet, even though he's hidden, Silverbolt decides to whistle at them to get their attention. Okay, yeah, I missed a scene. I, I missed, I, we're farther in than I thought we were. Okay. Sorry. I'm oh. confused now. Um, Night Scream then turns back into a bat, um, and the drones fly by him, even though they weren't able to detect him before? Question mark? Um so as the drones go by, both he and Cheetor were both in their beast forms. Cheetor runs up, tags one of the drones with a disc, and apparently this is okay. the, the special ahead of you. I was like, well, okay, I remember that. Oh. 
Um, but apparently the the disc, the new special feature of the disc is that it can emit a maximal signature as well as hide them uh, because the the obsidian drone uh, <laughs> has two drones that turn around. They both look at each other like sort of narrow eyed. And then the other drone looks at them like, no, 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 it's not no, me. No. <laughs> Like you know, me guys, you, we're, we're pals, right? And then or they Gary. just start shooting them. Or yep. Gary, the drone. We got coffee together Gary. this morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do get a little bit of a blurb from uh, Night Scream and Silverbolt because uh, Night Scream's like, "Oh, Rat Trap's device actually works for once." He's like, "Oh yes, if anything, Rat Trap being able to create chaos seems to be a good thing or a sure thing." So he calls him our little Rat Trap. Yeah, yeah he's gonna say if anybody trap. can create <laughs> chaos, it's our little rat trap. Yeah, I'm a proud Papa Eagle. It's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, older than everybody, even though I'm younger than almost everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we get we go back to Optimus and his gang as the container is scared and no maximal signatures are detected. So Black Arachne is like, oh, so it looks like it worked this time. Um, Couldn't they have just gone into it in beast mode and had the same result? Probably. Or I would have yeah, assumed. Yeah, I was but, thinking that too. Yeah. Um, we then cut back to the uh, generals who are like, well, why did the drones fire on each other? Uh, and we get Obsidian, who is sort of scanning the wreckage and finds the, the disc. Luckily, it was but, not hit in that firefight at all, or yes. exploded or anything. Apparently. Fine. I'm going to say, Viacons stole the rat trap disc. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so as the, the container ship docks in the inside the Grand Mall, uh, Optimus ap- activates a disc of his own. Uh, everybody transforms and starts moving. Say, that actually proves it right there. He didn't have the disc on until just now, so he didn't yeah. need it to get in. Yep. Uh, so, and Optimus is able to to sense the sparks and starts leading the way. Well, he closes his eye and it's like, this way, this, this way, this way, this way, this way, this way. And then he opens his eyes and he's like, this way. And I'm like, I didn't tell you what? anything. I didn't tell you a thing. We just said the word this way over and over again. <laughs> um, we then cut back to the generals and Stryka has plucked up the disc and she says something about, I, was it reversing the harmonics or something along those lines? Yeah, reversing the, the big pol- polarity of, of the neutron harmonics. flow. Yes, yeah, something to that effect. Uh, and it should... Uh, make all of the the discs detectable which i'm not exactly sure how gotta flip it reverse it i don't know yeah rat trap really shouldn't have made all the discs connected yeah that's that's a real bad security backdoor that's why i'm not sure why they're even connected like what's the purpose in that well if you're i mean i don't know what they actually said because i wasn't paying attention to this part of the episode (laughs) but it could be that they're fiddling with it in order to recognize the type of interference that the, that the scrambler things are. But they seem to like turn up the other ones from remotely. Yeah. So it's like, they're all connected for some reason, but see, this is why a future where everything has a Wi-Fi connection is bad. Mm. That's why, that's why for secure data, they put it in, in wireless signal proof rooms. 
I think, like, I understand where you're coming from with it, Kendall, because, yeah, maybe they could have just beamed out a signal. But I think the way that it was phrased, given our familiarity with technology and I think unfamiliarity of the people who wrote it at this point in time, didn't sort of communicate it well that, oh, we're just going to, like, beam a signal that's going to turn all the disks around, like, reverse all the disks. Because I, I sort of got it in my head that, oh, all these disks are connected, so we're going to do this, and it's going to turn them all on. Um, but I certainly understand where you're coming from with it, too. It's just, I think I think they, they could said, have phrased it better. Or maybe that. if they – maybe they they said, like, reversing – maybe because they did say reversing something, something. Yes. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's – yeah, I mean, maybe it is, like, normally the maximals emit a maximal signal, and this is sending out a not maximal signal, and then they reverse mm-hmm. it. And then it does send a, a maximal signal, but then the, it sends the non-maximal signal into them or something. Uh, hmm. it, got, it got away from me a bit. Let's just continue. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love to justify everything, but let's just. I I don't care. Um, I had like I this I don't know this episode. Like okay, I had buddy? so far buddy? given up on this episode by this do you, point. Do you, do, you, do you need a Snickers? Uh, no, you're that's not, not you when you're hungry. I need a nap. Uh, sleep i need to sleep uh, it is the evening you need to eat some sleep well we we don't have we're we're over halfway through the episode now so we're making pretty good time um halfway there yep uh we (laughs) we get um rat trap's disc uh goes from green to red which indicates that uh that is no longer working. Uh, Botanica, of course, makes mention. It's like, oh, great. Uh, good work there, Rat Trap. And he's like, hey, it got us this far. Which, yeah, you know, picking on me, you big, you big plant root person. Yeah. Um, the alarm goes off inside the Grand Mall, uh, and we then see Thrust and some cycle drones that start moving down the hall. Cheetor, uh, Night Screen. Busting out the rhymes. And, oh, my yeah. God, this part. Yeah, Cheetor, Silverbolt, and uh, Night Scream are then attacked by more drones. Um, Night or Silverbolt asks, uh, "Any any other plans, Cheetor?" And Cheetor's like, "Just one." And he charges in, jumps up, and we get this sort of like you know photoshopped background as so Cheetor weird. strikes this pose. Yeah, it's real dumb. <laughs> and then and then like yeah, Silverbolt's like. Kids got style. I'm like, no, no, shut <laughs> up. To be fair, what? Silver Bolt is super lame. This is mm. such a weird scene. I didn't, I didn't cheesy. Super ah. cheesy. I was going to say, to be cheesy. fair, Silver Bolt is super lame and cheesy. Except yeah. for now that he's not. He's actually a dark, edgy, uh, edgelord man. <laughs> but still cheesy. Ugh. Cheesy in a different way. Yeah. The parents are dead. Crawling in my skin. <laughs> yeah, sort of like that. Um, so we then turn back to Optimus and crew who um, they get to the, the door of the control room. Rat Trap manages to get the door open. Uh, he's like, it's not going to get more open than this. They all run inside and manage to to do their best uh, a new hope impression as the the door closes right in front of Thrust and his drones, keeping them out. Uh, as Optimus, I'm actually comes- a little surprised that Thrust did not create like a cartoonish imprint of himself in the door, considering how Waspinator esque he has become. Yeah. yeah, it was a mischance. Yeah. Um, we then, uh, with all of the Maximals inside the main chamber, uh, we then see a giant container 
holding all of the sparks lift up from the floor. Uh, Optimus is sort of watching this. Shaker. shaker. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, sort of. A giant soul shaker. (laughs) Yes, there you go. Yeah. Um, We then see Megatron's spark appear. Uh, and say, ah, yes, just on time. Time for din-dins. Yes. Um, <laughs> and once again, we get Bondage Optimus as the uh, the spark extractors start attacking and manage to uh, tie up The more up things Optimus. change, the more they stay the same. Yes. We get, we get Bondage. He's, he's also with the other, the only other, the only girl members of a team are also here, Botanica and Black Arachnia, who also and get Rat Bondage. Traft. I'm just saying that, like, all the girls Red get trap, bondage. The horniest member of the team gets bondage. It's true. Mm. Thankfully, there wasn't a comment about it. Um, but yes. To be fair, they, they do spend an inordinate amount of time showing Optimus struggling, as opposed to anybody else. Yeah. Um, Optimus is really into it, okay? <laughs> um, Listen, he may, have, he may have been reformatted, but his kinks remain the same. Yeah. Um... We then the the Maximals then witness Megatron actually consume a spark. Uh, Optimus is like, "What are you doing?" And Megatron's like, "I am absorbing them, and it's part of my grand ascension. I, I shall be the that, Like this oh. is like so incredibly dark. Yes. Yeah, like you, it's really souls. fucked up. Like it's yeah. really fucked up, and, it's, and I am kind of surprised that the show went that far because like You're he's true. literally like enveloping souls like it's pretty messed up going to consume them all and become the the viacon via god i mean tech the i think the reason that it was able to get away with something so dark is robot shit and because it's like needlessly complicated and convoluted so when the censors were watching it they didn't understand what was happening more than likely i would say yeah it's the same basic reason that-, that James Roberts can get away with having so many horribly gory robot deaths in his comics is because they're Transformers, so that means you can have all their non-red mech fluid spraying everywhere and all their ro- robotic organs torn out and still have it get away with it. Oh, well, God. I mean, that- Sorry, go ahead, Em. I was going to say, like, I don't think this is that convoluted and crazy. He's just, like, like this I'm- whole time, he's been trying to, like, have, like, the one mind... Thing. And this is just an advancement of that. I mean, yeah, so yes, like yes. Whatever. If you've seen all the episodes, but like, mm-hmm. but like, if you're just, I if you're just like intended. a, I, a I random censor watching this episode apropos of nothing. I mean, I'm I, not talking about that. I'm talking about like, I don't think it's like all convoluted. But, I think know. it's pretty convoluted. He's I mean, this to become the this portion of it. Soul. This portion of it isn't. But like the whole the whole arc has been needlessly complicated, and we don't and with and you know lots of que- we've had lots of questions that we either had to make up answers to or or uh, you know not just not have answers. I, I don't even understand why. I still don't even understand why he's a giant head. <laughs> so he wants he wanted to put his soul in the coolest body he had. Anyway, I think I ha- I think this the is whole, the clip. The coolest body was not a body at all. It was just a head. If it's not, a, if this isn't the clip, then the it's right after the then it's the what happens next. But this is Megatron being crazy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Thanks to your help, I can finally achieve my grand ascension.
you doing? Fulfilling my destiny, Optimus Primal. Uniting every spark on Cybertron into one perfect being. Me. Admittedly, I love that turn because he he yeah. he he escalates oh, no, it so much, and then he's just like me. Oh yeah, I mean David K is a voice acting god. Yeah, much like Megatron soon be a literal spark god. That is one yeah. thing I will say that like if I'm anybody nails my stomach, yum yum yum. <laughs> if anybody like of all the cast, I think Megatron has been the most on point. Through the course of the series, yeah, just from a, from a voice acting standpoint, I've I've loved David Kay's stuff in this series, but he's very good. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, he then has the the container release all the sparks, and they just start floating up into him. Like you don't see the tendrils shooting out anymore; they're just floating up. He's absorbing them all, uh, and then he gets even bigger and floats through the ceiling of the Grand Mall. And at this point, everybody looks up and notices them. Uh, Night Scream, Silverbolt, Cheetor are all like, oh my god, what is that? And then Megatron's just like... Yeah, Megatron's just like, Maximals! And just shoots these tendrils out, which start extracting the sparks out of all the Maximals. And uh, we... um, as a tendril starts going for Night Scream, he starts running. Doesn't get overly far before it manages to trip him up, and he sees literally no, trip him up. Yeah, or no, actually, it's it's a drone that trips him up. But then the tendril comes and grabs onto his ankle, and we've got Noble who uh, shows up. Anyway. Yeah, and, and how like, that makes sense because he's the one organic person. He doesn't have a spark here. He's the one who can stop it. He's yeah. gonna make a noble sacrifice and rescue everybody. Is what I'm thinking, um, which is kind of what happens, but you'll. See. Yeah, we do get Striker. Who... Noble sacrifice, God. <laughs> um, Striker is like, oh, we can finally get rid of this animal I didn't now. Mean to make a joke there. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I gotta say, I agree with Striker. Yeah, <laughs> I too. Oh, just with with getting rid of the animal, she she uh, she sends a bunch of drones at noble who manages to dispatch them pretty easily um obsidian then goes to try and take him out himself as uh night scream is sort of dazed and watching on uh and essentially what happens is noble watches as obsidian comes close bats one of the dr- remaining drones into obsidian then leaps on to strike his Folding platform smacks her off and she flies into obsidian. <laughs> She's a very big lady, so it's gonna hurt. She's yeah. got a lot of armor. Um, Megatron uh, is like, Ah, oh, you filthy animal! As uh, don't he for, don't forget, he, he also, before Megatron talks, he shoots the tendril. Yes. In dragon mode. It was gross, gross dragon mode. Yeah. And his, and his gross, gross dragon tail catches Night Scream and gently places him on the ground. Yeah. He, yep. he gets saved by the butthole hell dragon. Yeah. Um, so with Night Scream saved That's and. my butthole surface cover band. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. <laughs> so, and like what I thought was going to happen here was that he's going to like rush forward and he gets hit with the lightning i'm like oh that's not gonna affect him but then when it does start affecting him i'm like okay well he's gonna like 
power through it and take out Megatron. And they're like, no, Megatron just kills him. Yeah, yeah I honestly that's thought just, that was going to be the case, too. That, and then I'm like, a, wait, what the fuck? You mean the guy... His whole contribution is he shows up, kills a few drones, and then like and beats up Obsidian and, and Striker, and I guess. Dies. And then dies. Then gets killed. Like at least like this could have been like, oh, like at least he did something cool in the end like, where he like sacrificed himself like, to, oh, for he's everybody. An organic being with no spark and he used to contain Megatron, so maybe that gives him an edge or something. Yeah, what? like I don't know, it could have been cool and like it wouldn't have been like the most amazing story or anything, but it would have been better than just like, oh he dies and then Night Scream saves everybody. And then yeah. they all thank him. They all like they're like Noble made a great sacrifice and did so much. It's like, no, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I agree that it is dumb, but also I will not complain that they killed off Noble because that means that we no, will I, not I have any more have, of him. Yeah. No, I think they should kill him off, but I think they could make it so that he had like a death that where he did he accomplished something with it. So it could it have almost bad. justified his him existing. But <laughs> you know, yeah, I hate him so he, much. He just, he just motivates Night Scream. I hate him so much that I would I would prefer for him to have a bad death. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair. Yeah. I just don't think it's a very good story. I mean, we oh, the ship has sailed on it being a good story. At least that, at least his portion of it. So ending it as soon as possible, the best, the best choice. But yes, uh, if anything, it's dumb. It's the stupid Gohan night scream thing. Like he shouldn't be more powerful than all of the beast machines combined. I'm going to say also, apparently he could have just done this the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) He just done this. He just shut up and shot Megatron and be fine. No, he just yeah. Waste. Apparently, he just didn't think it would work. He was too. I mean, imagine much of a coward. Imagine if he and Botanica had both done done their their Deus Ex Machina the thing to Megatron at the same time. Bam! Yeah. This would have been a lot shorter season. It would have been yes. It would have been a much shorter season. Yeah, yeah. Because it is. I mean, we're, we're yellow hair and orangey fire, notwithstanding, away from. Night Scream essentially going Super Saiyan and shooting a Kamehameha at the yeah. at the big boss enemy. Yeah. To be um, fair, there is some orangey fire going on. It's just with Megatron because he's yeah. like orangey fire. Um, and like if they if they wanted Night Scream to be like the one who finishes off Megatron, they could have at least made like Noble like they seemingly kill him and the Megatron's like ah a noble effort, but I'm still alive. And then Night Scream does it or something. Like, or like. like Hint at night. Something. The reason that he's that Night Scream is not Gohan is Gohan from the beginning. They always talk about his potential yeah. and yeah. and him. You know, he's and the he, most powerful boy. Like like unleashing his his inner potential, and that's and it's always you know unlocking that. They have never said anything like that about Night Scream. Very so they true. never had they never had Night Scream trap Garlic Junior in the Death Zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, it's. It's very weird because he he shoots his his sort of back cannon the the sonic scream that he's got. Um, we see Megatron sort of overload, I guess. Uh, we get this big flash. We don't actually see a spark explode or anything like that. We just get a big flash. Yeah, there's uh, no real explanation as to what the fuck happens. It's just yeah. see the sparks go back into their respective bodies instead of being pulled out. Oh. Everybody gets debondaged. For some reason, some kind of harmonics just really disrupt sparks, or at least mega sparks, yeah, or maybe. ascending sparks. Yeah. Or um, 
maybe they just didn't know how to end this episode and they <laughs> wanted to get it over with. Yeah. Um, the the grand mall starts to the crash as the the trap sparks go back into the giant container. Uh, Optimus yells at Rat Trap to to release manual control so that he can fly the ship. Uh, Rat Trap has a moment where he tries to find a port, manages to finally do so. But as the others are watching outside, they see the ship sort of crashing down. They lose sight of it past uh, a platform, and they think the worst. But then we then get the ship rising up so and everybody's they, they knew he would they were in the head i guess because I, yes. i'm thinking that like why do they think it's a good thing it's a bad thing that megatron yeah because, like, that's the whole point of the mission off. was to go into the head yeah okay but still it was, it's still it could have been off they could have been off the <laughs> ship and like trying to kill like that could have been megatron's like death well yeah oh, but remember the, they, they know the him. sparks are on the ship too so if the ship crashes with all the sparks in it that would also be bad. But no, I agree with Emily. It's this is this is straight up bad writing. It's like they don't cuz cuz they shouldn't be at very least they shouldn't be relieved. They should be like, you know, poised. It should yeah. be you know, it should be like uh in uh Return of the Jedi with the ATST walker like they're poised for what it is, and then it turns out it's a you know the oh we're good it's us, and also yeah. so forget about why does Megatron's head have a manual control thing for a second? <laughs> why does it have a rat trap port in it? <laughs> because that's just the universal port type on Cybertron, right? I'm that's just saying. Adapter. I'm just saying if he used like a European adapter, <laughs> then think, they'd be screwed. Think, no, listen, Kendall, the filters would adjust. Yeah. Listen, Rat Trap's adaptable. He knows how to get to the European filter. Okay. He's from all, downloading all the European porn he's gotten over the years. Like, this this is essentially USB version 350, I guess you could say. I, Rat I'm Trap just... has all the USB adapter cords. I'm just saying, if you have the ability to psychically turn yourself into a giant starship, you <laughs> ought to be able to... and and, and magically make vast armies of drones. You ought to be able to make a port. That's slightly different, you know, a proprietary port. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. Trip I mean, as a, as a, U, as a, as a USB to UB to, Oh God, I forgot the names of the ports. The, he is a thing. Uh, I know. Okay. UBC Look, is, uh, as the is the code you put on cereal boxes. Look, Nintendo. Oh. He, he should have, he, he should have talked to Nintendo about how they got the proprietary port on their Game Boy Advance. Yeah. And then and then we'd all be good. I mean, obviously Megatron didn't look back to see the, you know, to see how Apple did it back, you know. Yes. Back yes, or Apple. Yes. There. So he, has the, he has the USB mini adapter, the USB-C adapter. He even has a lightning adapter. There was no there was no chance. Look, I understand that he's like one of those old uh, th- things that you buy from Radio Shack that's got like all the different outputs. But still, I just, yeah. you know. But yeah, I'm so sorry. You, I was trying to make a Turbo Teen joke, but I just couldn't find it. I'm trying <laughs> to figure out how you were going to make a Turbo Teen joke. Nobody turned into a car by drinking hot sauce. <laughs> Well, we were talking about mentally turning into a giant spaceship. So, I mean, turning into a vehicle. That's just a normal Transformer thing. (laughs) Okay, so then uh, there's a thing with the, it's the funeral. And this happens. Yeah, like a bit of a memorial scene. Um, They did not recycle him, apparently. Yeah. um, We didn't have Rat Trap in his regular clothes. God, his design is bad. Um, We then cut to the cityscape. And as we're... 
you know, going from scene to scene, we then see this flashing thing going through the city. Uh, as the, the camera follows around a corner, we get some flashes and then blah, a orangey looking spark sort of shoots into view and then cut the block. Oh, I wonder who that is. Yeah. Not very good foreshadowing there. Okay. Here's the, here's the funeral sound clip. Okay. Play. Our fallen friend may have sacrificed his life, but he did not do so in vain. He allowed us to defeat our enemy, ensuring the salvation of our people. He has made it possible for Cybertron to be reborn, free from tyranny and fear. Getting ahead of yourself there, Optimus. So, I don't know if... It's because we watch these every week instead of 13 episodes and then six months off and then 13 more episodes. But I'm really tired of these, like, either inspiring or, like, ominous speeches that the characters (laughs) make. I feel like every single episode ends with one of those. And I loved it in the first season, but it's just started to be real. I feel like it's every episode and it's just gotten really repetitive. I think it was a, it, it held a bit more gravitas in season one because there were, the stakes just seemed so much higher. Like things seemed so dire for the Maximals. But uh, I understand where you're coming from completely, Kendall. Because yeah, it's you know we we still got four episodes after this, and it to me it's I don't know. I almost wonder if they were fearful that the show was going to get canceled before they could finish all 13 episodes when they they sort of done like this as a bit of a. Yeah, like this could have been the finale. Yeah, this could have been the finale if Fox had said, eh, we're not going to show the last four episodes. Uh, yeah, like, they might have feared that maybe they were going to get cut off midway or something to that effect, because um, I think you had said that this this aired in the States in October, right? Yes. Yeah, so it would have been, if I remember correctly, there's like a sort of like a sweeps week in November. So maybe they were fearful that it was that they were going to announce that it was going to get cut off. And so they decided to try and do it here instead. Um, yeah, it's a little weird that we get a three-parter, a single episode, and another three-parter. Yeah, um, but I, that's one of those things that maybe we'll never know because, you know. Why don't we just Because nobody cares. <laughs> I care. I mean, I mean, I do feel like I do. (laughs) So I do feel like, and when I say that, I mean, there's, there was a lot of trivia for beast wars and there were always a lot of opinions and stuff. And then we go into beast machines and like the IMDb page is a, is a ghost town. Like it very much, it very much does feel like there probably isn't, there's not as, as much information out there for beast machines as there would be for beast wars. Um, I, fortunately there are two more, uh, episode commentaries, um, in the next, in, in, uh, two of the last episodes. So that, that might give us a little bit of extra trivia for late in the series. And the good news is they won't be able to spoil who, uh, Rhinox is. (laughs) True enough. No, it's going to turn out that that red spark is actually Rhinox again. (laughs) No, probably what's going to probably what's going to happen is they're going to it's going to be the second to last episode of the series and they're going to spoil the end of the series for me. So I should probably just watch the whole the whole last couple episodes and then and then listen to the commentaries. But yeah, yeah, I can't believe that was what I was going to do. I'm just trying to think of weird spoilers that could happen. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. Megatron ends up with Optimus. They have, you know, it's been a will they won't they thing throughout yeah, the whole it's a series. Real, uh, return Sasuke to the village hidden in the leaves. Sasuke retrieval arc. I mean, yeah, I feel okay. like I do feel like I do feel like Megatron and Optimus were the original Sam and Diane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, they definitely did not come far after Sam and Diane. The the thing that I think looking back on it now, because I mean, for me. Season one was great. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we're not done season two yeah. yet. But the thing that I'm wondering, the reason that I think this series gets the bad rap that it does, I think, is because of, of how it did not stick the landing at all. I'm I'm guessing. Like, because season one, I think, from everything that we've talked about, season one was good. And if they had been able to continue that into this season and sort of stick the landing, so to speak, at the end of the season... I think a lot of people would have a different opinion of it, but I think it's sort of telling how bad this is going to go, considering how much bad opinion there's been over the years of this particular series, which is sad in retrospect, because the first season held, you know, they did a lot of good stuff with it, and it had a lot of potential to go into this season with, but they just sort of, you know, crapped the bed with it. Yeah, that's that's interesting, because I kind of... I feel like the most of the negative buzz that I've heard about the show actually had to do with uh, more surface level stuff. Like the like the people didn't like the character designs. They didn't like the transformations. They didn't like uh, they didn't like Rhinox being a being a Viacon. Um, So it was what's what I think is kind of interesting is that like, yes, the show is could probably I I could say the uh, as a whole. You could have a negative opinion of the show, but probably if you have a negative opinion of the show, your reasoning for it is wrong. Well, you know what the funny thing is? Because those things that you just listed off are all things that either we ourselves mentioned at the start of season one or we, you know, happened during season one. But we still felt that the season was good. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I just like I think it's. Just, you know, the internet isn't known for its nuance. Yeah. And I suspect that, I suspect that people, there was a lot of gut reaction. Cause I just, I just, I feel like there wouldn't be, if it's, if it's just that the last five episodes of the show are bad, there's a lot of shows that have, if it was, if it was just the second season, then people would say, oh, the first season was great, but oh, that second season was awful. Like, like, uh, the OC. People talk about like the first season was great. The second, like I always talk about, I will never say that Riverdale's a bad show, but I haven't been enjoying the second season. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think the what first season say? had something to it. Man. Um, so also, though, anybody- I want to put this out there for the record that you guys keep on saying, oh, the designs. What you what you call the designs growing on you, I call Stockholm. <laughs> <laughs> the Maximals designs are bad. I I mean, I believe that I never was. I always liked the the um, the core ones from the the only designs I have disliked were from season two. The season one. To be fair, I will I will admit I do I dislike Savage Noble's design way more even than the first season one Maximals. Mm -hmm. I think Noble's really bad. I think the the generals are really bad, and I think. Uh, oh, rude! No, strike and obsidian are cool. I'll punch you. Yeah, they're oh, they're needlessly like complex. Um, I liked that. I liked the sort of streamlined basic design of the original three Viacon generals. I mean, I didn't like Megatron in season one, 
but the uh, the the core maximals in season one, I I I like those. I mean, I those the only beast the only Beast Wars toys that I've bought since I started this uh, pod since we started this podcast was uh, the head of Optimus for my original Optimus figure. <laughs> And I thought you were going to say the head of Megatron so I can reenact season two. No, I no, I don't have the head of Megatron, but I do have the the McDonald's toys of the complete of the complete set of season one characters, because I like those characters a lot. And the McDonald's toys look very show accurate. I think that's actually pretty cool. So, I mean, yeah, but still, yeah, not. Yeah, this I don't know. Hmm. This episode, maybe it's because I'm burnt out on podcasting, but this episode feels like it's burnt out on being an episode. Um, but Jordan M, what, what were your thoughts overall? I mean, it wasn't much for me. It just kind of existed. I don't know. I yeah. thought they could have done better with Noble's. Yeah. It's so sounds just a bit noble sacrifice. Because, um, <laughs> like, it didn't, he didn't accomplish anything. Like, mm-hmm. It was really pathetic. And then he just dies, and it's like, okay, cool. And then Night Scream, like, and, and, like I always, I always said Night Scream was one of the most powerful members of a team, so I wasn't, like, too surprised that he could do it. It just, It was just yeah. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was just, it was just, it just kind of existed as an episode. It didn't really God, what come if Gohan had Night me. Scream's haircut, though? <laughs> That'd be bad. My poor boy, Gohan, do not do At that. At least Gohan would, still wouldn't have a nose on his forehead. Yeah. Well, he does have a... All, he, Gets closer in the Boo Saga. What? Yeah, once he becomes Ultimate Gohan. His nose does not go to his forehead. No, but his hair. Oh, okay. I was talking about the. I think you're saying he got his nose gets closer to his. Forehead. No, 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 no. The hair gets closer though. Jordan, Jordan, what are your thoughts though? Kind of the same with with M's thoughts. Is that kind of just was there? It was an episode. I mean, yeah, just kind of the the uh thing with noble was just kind of odd i would have liked to see it you know more happened like even like maybe like you know uh like cheetor or 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 something just like apologize for you know for being harsh or or something like you know like in the end he came through for us all would have at least been a little bit nicer than than what they did yeah i completely agree a real throwaway hologram funeral yeah 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 Dinobot would be disappointed. Yeah. Very, very disappointed. Though he would be happy that they'd made a bigger deal over his death. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <sighs> I mean, come so, on. Old season season one Beast Wars rat trap didn't even show up to this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, we've given our opinions in the episode. Casey, since you are here, if you would like to take the reins for the news post, and then I think we do have a couple of questions that we can close out the show with also. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. You want the news? Kendall, are you excited for the news? What? I was reading my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet you're very excited about the uh, new trailer that came out recently for Rescue Bots Academy. It's adorable. It's very cute. It has shows all the characters off. You got... Little baby hotshot and little baby whirl, who's a girl, girl, world girl, no relation, <laughs> girl. And you got, uh, you got, you got a new version of Wedge, who's also a baby, but he was also kind of a baby in his in his show he originated from. If we're being honest, yeah, that's true. I don't really know Wedge that well. Oh, he's uh, Wedge is from the uh, original Robots in Disguise from the early two thousands. He was yeah. the 
He was the young kid leader of the of the. Was it the, the Constructor Cons? No, they're not the Constructor Cons. They're the they're like the construction team or something. Yeah, they're a four bot combiner, and he makes up the center. Yeah, and he's like the he's like the young uh, Wesley Crusher esque like kid super genius leader, and they're all so proud of their little wedge. Oh. I'm going to say also Hoist is here and Medics, who is the Rescue Bot's original character. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, that, I was pretty sure that was a new one. So Yeah, and also Optimus Prime is looking in different and sounding different, which yeah, is I, to say it's somebody doing a Peter Cullen impression, clearly, but it's not the same voice actor. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, at that point, why don't you just go for a different voice? Yeah, because they're not being taught by Prime. He's just there for like two scenes to give them yeah. lowdown, and then so they're being taught by Heatwave from the first yeah. Rescue Bot show. There we go. And uh, Optimus Prime is supporting a new design where he has like a big blue jaw, and it looks kind of neat. I, I like that it's not just the usual. I always I appreciate almost looked like a mustache. <laughs> I always oh, could you imagine if they... Optimus Prime had a mustache and mutton chops? Ooh. That'd be pretty cool. Button Chops like, Prime. Yeah, just like old old man Prime. I always appreciate it when they go a little different with the Optimus designs, so it's nice to see something a little not just the usual. But yeah, no, this show looks real cute, and I love the designs, even though I probably won't actually watch it much or at all. It's just I appreciate the cute designs and No, it's, it's just a cute little kids show. It's not really something I would watch though, like you said. Yeah. I can well, you know, say but I do they're so cute and I love that they bought back like characters from different shows from across the continuities like with hotshot and wedge like especially wedge is was legit kind of obscure like oh, in yeah. the grand scheme yeah very much so but no here he is and also the uh, world is so cute world teaches hotshot how to high five yeah he teaches hotshot all the all the human greeting thankfully this version of world did not have her head and hands cut off and replaced Ugh. uh uh for IDW world. At least, but that means they're less crazy, right? Eh, we'll see. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no, yes, I don't think this world's gonna go it's gonna it's gonna be a, a, a gonna gonna get a big giant body count. <laughs> no, that would be pretty cool if she did. Mm. Maybe not on this kid show though. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the kid sh- a, a preschool show with a with a character who has a massive body count. That's that's the way to do it. Mm. I mean, then again, they did have the Superhero Squad show with Wolverine in it. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. They had a really funny episode where they referenced how many uh, covers he shows up on. <laughs> because somebody made a bunch of Wolverine clones, and they're like, oh, so that's how he's able to show up on all those covers every month. <laughs> yeah, no, that show had a lot of good comic and joke gags. Yeah. Isn't that right, Kendall? Yeah, uh, I remember there was one with the Doctor Doom in it. I that's the only one I saw, and I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> well, he was the main antagonist of season one, so you're probably right. Seemed like he was a protagonist. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they were trying to pitch Iron Man as the main protagonist in fuck Iron Man. In what? In the superhero squad show. Oh, yeah. And now Doctor Doom is Iron Man. I know. Ooh, clearly that preschool show was actually foreshadowing. Dun, dun, dun. Is he still Iron Man, actually? Um, I think so. So Tony Stark's like, back usually... in Tony Stark's back in Iron Man 600, which hasn't come out yet. I don't think. Oh, that's Bendis's last okay. issue. 
I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure if he's if if uh what you call it Iron Man uh, uh Iron Heart infamous infamous Iron Man if infamous Iron Iron Man is still going Iron Heart is oh that was the current um, yeah. Yeah, that's the. I mean, that's current. a that's a good thing about not giving her the name Iron Man is they don't have to worry about that hullabaloo. Well, she's the main. Ca- I think she's the main character in the in Invincible, Iron Man, in the, Invincible yeah. Iron Man. But then Doctor Doom has Iron Man armor in Infamous Iron Man, but I'm not sure if it's ended yet or not. I'm gonna say, and because Iron Man was already Superior Iron Man, they couldn't just call him that. <laughs> yep. Which that was a that was a good Superior Iron Man was pretty good. I'm a little bit I fell behind on my Iron Man after Secret Wars, so I'm gonna jump back in when fucking Dan Slot starts writing it. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. Dan Slot's gonna write Iron Man and Fantastic Four. It's gonna be amazing. Uh, if you want to oh, hear they, more about, are they doing a Fantastic Four book again? Yep, yep. And Dan yeah. Slot's gonna write it. He's the best. He's the perfect person to write Fantastic Four. Interesting. Oh man. It's going to be so great. Oh, yeah. I was just asking if he was still Iron Man because I know Jubilee recently stopped being a vampire and got her powers back. So it's hard to say who's going to be what anymore. Jubilee being a, vamp- Jubilee being a vampire was really cool, though. Yeah, though, that it was actually was, very yeah. a very good stretch of time for her. And her and, uh, uh, and the little Laura. Well, I was saying like her and X-23, Laura, are really cool. Sh- Shogo is the kid, right? Shogo, yes. Thank you. Jubilee, yeah, cool single mom vampire who's now actually just cool single mom mutant again. So what else do we have for news, sir, Casey? Oh, you mean you don't want to just keep talking in tangents about <laughs> Well, I mean, we, <laughs> we, we could probably go for a long time on that, so we don't want yeah, to that's like true. I mean, podcast. I'm in a call with Kendall, so yes. <laughs> uh, I thought we could just, uh, but next we would take a look at uh, some... New uh, stock images they put out for the upcoming Titan class Predaking. Ah, Predaking. Uh, yeah, Predaking, Predaking. He's a Preda and a King. Cool. Oh, uh, yeah. And also, there's other stock images in the thing I linked, but, you know, ignore those. <laughs> I mean, or not. I mean, the Octopunch armor looks cool. <laughs> cool. Let's see this stuff. Yeah, no, you got all the, all the boyos there. You got Dive Bomb, Headstrong. Uh, Rampage, Razorclaw, and the uh, formerly known as Tantrum, now just called Torox. That's cool. <laughs> I like Torox. It's a cool name, I think. Yeah. Yes. Just, just a tantrum. couple. IMO. These look really bad. Fuck off. They look cool. <laughs> they look like bad McDonald's toys. You look like you a mean bad the beast McDonald's mode toy. or the robot modes? Because. The ro- the the beasts like the the when they're like animals, some of them do look a little bulky, but the robot modes look pretty good. No, I disagree. You look like a bad McDonald's. Well, they oh, well, they're all supposed to be smaller, right? And they'll be and they all become the bigger guy, right? So, yes. So it makes, they do look a little bit like they're designed to be tiny. I mean, so they're, they're no, they're not tiny. Cutesy. They're like Voyager size. Yeah, they look like they would look tiny. I mean, that's just the because there's no scale. To compare sure, them with sure. in these pictures. So, what yeah, Emily's saying tiny. is they look like they would be tiny because they have no details. Because they're shitty toys. You're a shitty toy. Hey. <laughs> Don't fight. Um, oh, so I, I must fight. Also, they come with the little little Prime Master for Onyx, uh, for Onyx Prime. The, well, the Prime I for me. I think they're cute. I, I, I'd be down to own them. 
I saw some Powers of Crime toys the other day, and I was in Walmart, and I'm like, I kind of want to. I saw Hot Rod. I was like, oh man, I kind of want to get this. But oh yeah, I'm holding out on getting that mold until I see retail until I see uh, the uh, Rodimus Unicronus version in stores because Shattered Glass Hot Rod with his evil beard. Yeah, with his evil his evil goatee. He's, he's evil. He's like evil Spock. Nice. What I'm yeah, sad no. about is I see I saw that there was a link for I never realized this existed, but they made a replica of the the Matrix of Leadership. Yep. Diamond Select put one out. Oh. It is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. yeah so maybe you're maybe you should be glad you didn't see it then. <laughs> yeah. But no. Uh, in short, Predaking is cool, and Kendall has bad opinion. <laughs> Without Predaking, you wouldn't have any of the other Predacons. And, I mean, I'm sure that the original one looks fine. I'm saying that this design is bad. That there, or that this version of it's bad. Wrong. It's good. <laughs> What's what do you mean? People have opinions, and this isn't an objective thing. Anyways, all right, yeah, we got questions. No, I am not done yet. <laughs> Anyways, then actually, this next thing is pretty quick. It's just. It's been one year for Forge to Fight. They put out a video. Who really cares? Yay. I mean, good for them. I just mean, who cares about the video? It's just like them oh. bragging about their numbers. Yeah, the video just shows some some kind of things. I, I wanted to say that I kind of really do like uh, a lot of the stuff they've done. And, like, I mean... I mean, there's a reason they keep winning awards. Yeah. Compared like, to, like, see- the other games of the similar genre. It's like as they've like updated, they've kind of changed it a little bit too. Like at first, I was worried like the characters would have like all the characters who have a sword fight the same way or hold the same stances or something like that. But they don't. Like they actually okay. do change them up a bit. Like kickback, you know the Insecticon they just added. Mm-hmm. He actually makes he stands in a mantis style uh, kung fu pose. Like he's ready to just like strike oh. with his hands. It's really cool. That's and, actually pretty. Cool. And Dinobot, like most of the robots that fight with swords hold it in their like left hand so the swords like towards you at the screen dinobot holds it in his other hand and he does and the fight definitely looks like he's fencing more than actually like like slashing with a sword they do like really nice uh things with it i mean that makes sense he has a weird drill sword too so yeah (laughs) Alrighty, and up next is piece of news that actually came in very recently and i got very excited when i read it Mm -hmm. is uh they've announced that uh one, a new member of the voice cast for uh, Transformers Cyberverse is Leanne Marie Dobbs, who will be voicing an Slipstream. Yay, Slipstream. Slipstream. Slipstream, who you may remember as one of the uh, Starscream clones from uh, Transformers Animated, the lady one. Oh. Hmm. Oh, I love yeah. her. She's great. I know, she's great, and I love her, and this is great because she's my favorite seeker, and I'm glad that she's getting a major role in a show. Nice. And uh oh yeah, apparently uh in this in this take she's actually the leader of the seekers, which is gonna be interesting oh. since Starscream is also in the show, so I wonder how they might bicker or con- conflict with each other. It's cool, yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited. It just made me very happy before the show started recording. I was just <laughs> hmm. huh. I'm also I was looking up to see what else uh uh Leanne Marie Dobbs has done. Apparently she's done some voices for the pokemon like yeah, yeah. she's been uh, in third rock oh also get voice actress voiceover artist and jazz vocalist in one one of the things mm-hmm. that's pretty cool uh oh, yeah, she was in Yu-Gi-Oh! arc v the pendulum one 
where you find out that each type of uh, uh, each type of summoning in Yu-Gi-Oh creates its own universe. Listen, it's even right. weirder and more complicated than that. Well, that's just what that's the, the beginning is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Five Ds is the synchro summon universe in in a sense. Okay. okay. Oh, hey, Kendall. She plays. She plays the ukulele. Who doesn't play the? Ukulele? I don't. I I don't. I don't. Yeah. You, Emily? Nope. Okay. Wow, way to make us feel bad, Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> I can't know. First you're insulting Predaking, now you're insulting our lack of I'm, musical talent? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. I, I regret nothing. <laughs> Surprising no one. Okay, so yeah, is that... Is that uh, that's pretty much it for the news, but I did also want to just... Uh, wanted to maybe show y'all what the uh, third-party figure I was talking about that I got, that I was talking about last week. Oh, okay, cool. Figured might as well do it while I'm right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damn it, why does Google Image have to be a fucker? Why'd they change it? Meanwhile, we can look at the image I posted of uh, of uh, Lost Light World talking to... Oh, I forget who he's talking to. Dang Scorpinock? it. No, um, Trailblazer? Oh, you're right, that isn't Scorpinock. It's The visor got me. Yeah. Yeah, that's Trailblazer, a.k.a. Trailcutter, a.k.a. Yeah. He has a drinking problem. But he's yeah. playing with his force field. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good gag with the comic. God, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love World so much. Oh god. Yeah, just imagine if the world from the cartoon looked like this one. That'd be kind of scary, actually. Just one big lie. Oh, right. Anyways, distracting me. Yeah, I got the uh, Mastermind Creations Nitro, which is a third party version of Override from uh, Transformer Cybertron. And she's super cool, and she's the leader of the speed planet Velocitron, and I love her. Velocitron? Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a cool yeah. toy. It's super cool, and I love See, it. See, that and... one's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's very good, and it was super cool, because I saw they were making a th- cool third-party version of it, and it was going to be, like, basically in super limited supply because of, like, website and convention exclusivity of it. So I j- managed to jump on it and get it during one of the few times it was up for order, and then it came in the mail, and I was super happy. She looks, she looks very speedy. I like that. Yes, yeah, so she's very cool. And I also have the original toy from the Transformers Cybertron toy line, so I can put them next to each other, like a then and now. Oh, that's pretty cool. I went next on the on the gallery, showed us, and man, all these toys look really cool. All of the all the vehicle designs and the, the robot designs just look Oh, sick. yeah, those are other ones from that uh, line in Mastermind Creations, yeah. That's great. I love it. Yeah, you got a couple of different... Uh, the white, think... the second to last white one is really neat. It looks yeah, like I it's think... some kind of race car. I think yeah. that's drift. It's I really know, cool. yeah, that's drift. And then there's the black drift one's back cool when too. he was... black one is drift when he was the Decepticon known as Deadlock. The middle one oh, is oh, okay. The the this segment has gone on right. for like six hours now. Can we move on to questions? <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, we can move on. Okay. A right, question for you is. Why Beast Machine's bad. I mean... It kind of just dropped the ball. It's a complex yep. reasons we listed a bunch when yeah. we talked about okay. the show. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I was there. Alright. Alright, Jordan, What's what's what questions we got? Alright, so apparently I missed one of the questions uh, from Gwen from last time, and so sorry about that. Shame. But Gwen at Witzerow asked us, what is the best cover of Light Up Eyes? Because I had posted a picture of... Uh, Prime gain another vision and his eyes lighting up and stuff. 
And like, I would want it's mine to be green, obviously. Yeah, green was my go-to as well. I mean, the best uh, color of light up eyes is red because that means you're turning evil. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, like, yeah, like corruption stuff, Ken. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'd probably go with like UV eyes. If you could just like, if they could just light up and then you actually could use them as a UV light, that'd be awesome. Okay. All right, but wouldn't uh, that like wouldn't that like color. mess up your night vision? It would mess up your night vision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Jordan. I got mine. I don't need to fucking. <laughs> you can fucking go blind for all I care, fuckers. Uh, Gwen also sent us a link of some pictures, which I posted earlier in the chat, very early in the chat, of Cheetor. And I guess that's supposed to be Cheetor too, but Cheetor two, but sequel Cheet- to Cheetor. Yeah, Cheetor who didn't miss leg day. <laughs> but that's a uh, but. Besides that, we also got from Twitter, we got from Geomancy Drew, Gargoyle Detective, at What Is Cosplay, asking us, is Megatron a hungy boy? There was no R there. So, yes, there was no R, so it's definitely hungy. He's a hungy boy. He's a very hungy boy. He wants some sparks. He was was gobbling them up. Yeah, he was just fucking, like, open. He's like Kirby, just, like, sucking all of the man at the end there. Yeah. And then they also ask, which games do you think that each of the VCs would try to speedrun? Oh, I don't know. Would, um, would Cheetor definitely try to speedrun a, a, a Sonic game? Yeah, I was yes. going to say Sonic for sure. Yeah. For sure? Cheetor yeah. would be for sure Sonic. Um, I think Night Scream would try and somehow do a speedrun through a Guitar Hero game. Or Moonwalker. Can yeah. you speedrun Guitar Hero games? I don't know. I don't know, but I, I think, think he'd try. Can. He'd be the sort that would probably try and Google to see if there was a way to do it, so just so that he could open up the library to be able to play a bunch of emo songs. God. I mean, you could just use Pat Cheats, but yeah. Um, I, and and uh, I think that God, um, I was gonna say that I think Rattrack would like uh, Ocarina of Time because of how like broken it is and how much like glitches and shit there are you can like manipulate. Because I think that would interest him. I think I I was going to say, I don't know. I'm going to make this joke. It doesn't matter which character. Uh, Let's say Thrust. Thrust would speedrun Atari Dragster, but then 35 years later, we'd find out that it was uh, cheating. (laughs) Okay. Is that a thing that happened? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Primal Primal would speedrun the Donkey Kong Country games. Yes. Yes, he would. Or would he get the the high... Or yeah. would he get the high score? Would he try to get the high score in Donkey Kong, in the original Donkey Kong? Because then he would be like, break, he'd be like attacking himself. He Donkey Kong Jr. Or Don, what's the. Donkey Kong Jr. is the one, is the one that, that, that Mario's the villain, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, that one then. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see Black Rackney try to speedrun the old Atari uh, Spider Man game. Yeah. I think yeah. she'd be like, speedrun, fuck you, I'll take my own goddamn time. <laughs> and she I mean, she'd play Star Wars and I tell the Republic and do the bad side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she and Silverbolt would play Nice of the Old Republic and they'd keep trying to go back and forth every time they were grouped up. He'd want to take the light side option, she'd want to take the dark side option. You mean like the old Republic, <laughs> like the MMO? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's different than Nice of the Old Republic. That's yeah. Like all right, and then finally from the Facebook group, we got a question from Rhea Rose, who commented that poor Noble, he was such a good doggo. Can we have a moment of silence for the good boy? I no, think we can do that. We cannot. Oh no. <laughs> he was I'll not. For it. He was I, not a good yeah. doggo. He was annoying 
and poorly written and poorly designed. He was a he was a monstrosity. He was like a, a, a slight against God. He was he was now, the, see this is where this is where if you had a sound clip of his whimpering would be a good place for it. <laughs> I'm gonna get it just for that. He's <laughs> almost he's almost as bad as Tiger Hawk. I wouldn't say that at all. But I'm close. Tiger Hawk's the worst. Yes, Tiger Hawk is the worst. He is the second worst. And Tiger Hawk only ruined two episodes. He ruined like four episodes. Tiger Hawk <laughs> ruined one of my favorite characters, I feel like. So Yeah, very yeah. true. And, and, right. and you know what? You know what though? Uh Noble forever ruined generic '90s looking werewolves for me, <laughs> which sucks. is one of my favorite things. God, when I get to that level in a Ninja Turtles video game that I have yet to play, and that's and that guy's the villain, I'm not going to be able to enjoy it. I'm going I'm to look up. My heart bleeds for you, buddy. <laughs> I wonder if there's a three Noble Moon shirt out there. Uh, that'd be amazing. All right. a, wolf, a wolf shirt, but noble. noble that'd be fucking <laughs> yeah. incredible. Jordan, I'd be so proud of you if you bought that. <laughs> I just want to make a bad dragon joke, and none of you will let me. Go ahead. Oh, no, it's too late. I just said it. Oh, he's bad dragon. Oh, okay. Oh, because he's not a good dog. He's a bad dragon. Okay. That's what I was trying to say. Yes. <laughs> that's a. That's a, yeah. Um, here uh-huh. we go. To be fair, he does also look like a horrific hell sex toy from hell in this dragon. I, I can see them. I can see Bad Dragon making an, a, a, a toy specifically for Noble and being like, "Here it no, is." They wouldn't because the Here's Noble's it dick. That's profitable. <laughs> I know a lot of people would fuck Noble. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's a toy that transforms. From I don't a want a canine to, to dragon. Anyway. Oh, a that turns from a dog Noble to a dragon one. Yeah. Holy Whichever shit. one you would rather have. Anyway, moving on. Oh, you, you don't want to continue oh, wait, this topic? One more thing. Oh, no. Wait, go, go ahead. <laughs> um, does anybody have anything that they would like to pluck this week? Uh, I'll do Speaking of Bad plug. Dragon. <laughs> uh, do my usual plug. God. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Drew. I will plug uh, Game Apartment 1C with my friend Dan, who's basically still doing challenges and trying to be... Ve- you know, good, good challenge boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we'll plug Jesse Cooper's um, uh, Alphabet Flight and Creepy Critters. Cool. Also, I, I I think I mentioned this before, but just in case I didn't, I will be on a couple of episodes of Prince Track by Track with Darren Husted. Yes, I did see that, and I made sure yep. to retweet it on the Warren Beast Twitter as well. And how about you? Well, you can find me on other audience B shows like. Um... Home for Losers, Teenagers of Attitude, and In Pursuit of Passions. You can also find me on Twitter at This Is Emeralds. All right. And Ken, how about you? Um, you can find everything I do at KendallCast.ninja. I just put up a new episode of The Poll List. Uh, my friend Jared and I talked for like two hours about all the recent, uh, like from like the last two or three months, comic book movies and Netflix shows and such. Uh, as well as like the comics that came out during that time, but we talked a lot about the about the movies and things. Um, and then also uh, just finished volume one of Now That's What I Called Music on our podcast. That's what we called music. Um, I was and, just about to say I'm disappointed because lately you haven't been putting the inflection on it when you plug it here. 
I well, yeah. I mean, I put the inflection on it during the sh- during the show. Okay, By the time good. I plug it uh, at the end of an episode of War and Beast, the last few episodes. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, but uh, but I will say I will say our most recent episode, uh, Sex and Candy. Apparently, my mom listened to it and she thinks I need to research better. <laughs> wow! Uh, don't worry, Emily can relate because that's what they said about Home for Infinite Losers. It's true. It's mm. true. But I do and... a lot of research for it. I read like <laughs> sometimes two Wikipedia articles. For that show. <laughs> yes. Like the whole article, not just the little bits. And there's not and there's that much information out there for random songs that nobody cares about from 1999 or 1997. Anyway. Well, we appreciate the research that you do here. <laughs> Casey, how about you? Do you have anything you would like to plug this week? Uh, yes. You can find me on Twitter at Lady K Hirsch and on Tumblr at cutestprincess.tumblr.com. And also wanted to plug my uh, forthcoming podcast, uh, The Magical Spellcast, which I'm doing with several other people of uh, various uh, gender and r- racial backgrounds, where we nice. are going to be watching Magical Girl shows and giving our various perspectives on them. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, and uh, that should hopefully be coming soon. We're finally getting the ball rolling on that one. Everybody's kind of settling into a routine where we can actually schedule things. Oh, that's Hooray. awesome. Good and uh, you can follow. You can first episode isn't out yet, but whenever it comes out, you'll if you want to know for sure. You'll want to follow us on Twitter at uh, Magic Spellcast because Magical Spellcast was too long for Twitter because Twitter <laughs> sucks. Yeah, we've been hearing lately from folks about how Twitter doesn't really do names very well. Unfortunately, and you can also find us on Tumblr at uh, magical magical spellcast.tumblr.com because Tumblr, I mean, Tumblr sucks, but not in that specific way. Mm-hmm. I was able to get a cool name, but I will, I'll explain that later <laughs> or like in another episode, next episode. Mm. Ooh, cliffhanger. Gasp. Dun, dun, dun. It's a better cliffhanger than the one for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't um, understand him on this episode very well. It was like, oh, this, I guess Megatron's still around. That's about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, guess, I guess beating Sonic Boom didn't kill him. Yeah. Um, of course, you can follow us on Twitter as well, uh, at Warren Beast. You can follow us on Facebook, at Warren Beast Podcast. Or, sorry, Facebook.com slash group slash War and Beast Podcast. Uh, or if you want to send us a good old-fashioned email, you can send it to us. We have a Gmail account. It's War and Beast Podcast at gmail.com. Have you checked that um, recently? Uh, Jordan, checking yeah, pretty usually, regularly. Uh, yeah. Okay, I just yeah. know a lot of podcasts when they say they have emails, they don't actually <laughs> check them. Yeah. Well, I usually check just to make sure that the only that the the new mail is either the ads or notifications from Twitter. Yeah. All right. My mom sent um, me a Dropbox link to our Warren Beast email for some reason. Yeah, I was wondering <laughs> about that. That's okay. Um. Of course, if you want to follow me on Twitter as well, you can find me at Greg C M U N. Uh, I did post. Uh, I had a martial arts tournament this weekend, so I posted like a little video clip on there of that. Um, gonna close out this episode. Uh, we do have a bit of news for listeners out there. Um, well, first off, I'm gonna say you can follow all the other podcasts on AudioEntropy.com. Uh, we got the donut. Donate. I almost said donut. <laughs> yeah, donate that's, that's a let's place thing. Yeah. 
Uh, we've got the donate link up along the top, which helps with the uh, the hosting costs. None of the money goes to us. Uh, I did want to close out the episode with some news for our listeners. It's a bit hard to to get out, uh, but with the end of Beast Machines nearing, uh, we this podcast uh, will be ending also. Uh, a bit of a bittersweet announcement, I, I know. Um, for me personally, it's unfortunately it's due to real life circumstances, um, some of which I won't get into. Well, new job wise, I just I can't get into the exact details of the job. It just keeps me very busy. Uh, oh, tell us all about the all about the uh, secure information about you. <laughs> I cannot because it we're going to need some trade of, secrets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you later, I guess. Insider with that. trading. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, with due to the nature of my job, that keeps me busy. Um, but for those listeners who who don't really know, because I haven't really put it out there, um, I mean, obviously, I have a family, and with my family, it is actually going to be getting bigger. This in little under three months now uh not i'm not having a child actually my child is having a child uh (laughs) i am i'm going to be a grandfather as of july Uh, i'm going to have a granddaughter and with that being said it's going to be taking up a lot of time so i didn't feel it was fair uh from a scheduling point of view with me helping out with that so the decision was made to uh to sort of end the show um, on a good point, I guess, to end it, so to speak. So you can't say a high note. Yeah. Um, but with. On an appropriate with, note. Yeah. With, with the close of Beast Machines coming, we thought it was a good uh, ending point. Uh, but that doesn't mean to say that you won't be able to hear from any of us because, I mean, Emily, of course, you have your shows on the network. Uh, yeah. I do know that there's uh, some other shows in the works on the network. Kendall, of course, you have all of nope, your shows. I don't do anything of- else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is all I do. Um, and it's not to say from time to time you won't hear me on other shows as well, if time ever allows, which may be rare and few and far between. But never say never. Never know Hopefully when a different way will coincide with you taking a nap or something. Exactly. Um, um, is it okay if I actually, since uh, I this will this is it okay if I announce the thing of the Transformers thing that I'm going to be doing? Sure. Just because yeah. yeah, because uh, you know it's a, with the thing with the uh, as is many of you if you've longtime listeners i was not a transformers fan but this podcast has kind of made me a transformers fan so yeah. um on the kendall cast network uh i'm saying six episodes a year is my goal for this podcast that i'm going to do uh it's going to be called i was once a predicon the silverbolt book club and <laughs> and uh we are going to be reading um uh basically transformers graphic novels or trade paperbacks uh yeah like a few times a year just so i can kind of delve a little for me so i can delve a little bit into uh some of that side of transformers and then also to give me an excuse to keep working with war and beast type people um and that's going to be on my uh the on the kendall cast uh feed 
I'm going to have to organize something in the next few weeks because I wanted to have the first episode up around the time that we finish this. So I official announcement and stuff. <laughs> Yay. So, yes. So for all those folks who, who come here for their Transformers fixes, there will still be something going on. Um, for me personally, uh, it's been a ride. It, it's the the whole thing has sort of morphed into more than I ever really anticipated. Transformed? Yes. Um, and certainly with this fine group of people that I have here with me this evening, uh, uh, over, like I want to say it was a year and a half ago now, uh, we sort of took this journey together. And I can't think of a better group to have been able to do it with. Aww. And I just wanted to, to say that... I appreciate it. I appreciate that all of you have been so supportive in real life. And even with the show ending, it doesn't mean that we will stop being in contact because we, I like to think that we are all friends. Now, even though we may be far apart, we are still close in our appreciation of, of the show and of each other and uh, that that will continue. So, so, yeah, I know it might sound a bit bittersweet with the end of this episode, but there are things to look forward to. Uh, and certainly going forward, if ever the opportunity presents itself, whether it be for maybe Warren Beast to come back someday in the future, I don't know. Um, but for at least the short term, it doesn't look like it would, it would be a, a good thing with me being a responsible grandparent and all. If someone uh, wants to start a Patreon for us and then can collect <laughs> 500 grand a month, we'll do the first season of G1. That's yeah. I will say that right now. 500 yeah. grand a month and you have to start the Patreon because we're not going to do that. <laughs> um, but to all of you listeners, I just want to say thank you very much for the support and for listening. Uh, your tweets, your Facebook posts, your pictures, everything has been appreciated that you do. And it's not so much a goodbye as until we meet each other again or until you hear us again, I suppose, would be the best way of putting it. So it should be pretty soon for some of the other people who still also do podcasts. <laughs> yes. Um, so with that being said, uh, we still got four episodes left, so we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, so you still got a month's worth of listening to us to look forward to. Get me all emotional here. Aww. I say thanks for putting up with uh, me kind of horning in on your podcast on the regular. <laughs> well, we appreciate the news, and yeah. all that that it has entailed. So, so with that being said, uh, for Warren Beast, I have been Greg. I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. I'm Kendall. I'm emotional. Aww. I'm Casey. Aww. Let's roll, folks. So, do you think if we talk to Joel, he'll put a picture of of Savage on that bad dragon sword? <laughs> <laughs> God, probably we could do that. Oh. <laughs>